Family Vacation. This is Beck and Millhaven. Just saying, I'm Tom Becker. Happy New Year, everybody. McGraw Millhaven. Hey, okay, so I haven't really talked to you. Uh, your two-year-old daughter, Emerson. Yeah, good uh, night. This is like the first Christmas that she kind of got an idea of what it's all about. Uh, did she, uh, I imagine she just made bank, didn't she? Well, I mean, I got her um, the entire cast of uh, Toy Story. Um, <laughs> uh, she she kind of, like, towards the end of Christmas morning, she kind of got into, like, not every present was for her. So she would go to a present and say, is this for Emerson? And I'd say, no, that's for Aunt Linda. And then she would quickly go on to the next one. Is this for Emerson? Oh, yes. oh, so she, she wouldn't want to give the present to Aunt Linda. It's like, no, 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 no. no. She was all... shit. Yeah, I want give, give me my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she just knew that there were more for her. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, like father, like daughter. Yeah. No. She. Um. So it was. Uh. It was really very sweet. But a two-year-old, two and a half-year-old, they're they're driving him crazy, right? Because they opened up Woody, from Toy Story, and so she wanted to play with Woody. And then you're like, no, 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 open up this one. So then you give her a kitchen, right? A, a fake, you know, a little toy kitchen. And then uh-huh. she wants to play with the kitchen. And then you're like, no, 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 here, open this, this toy. And then you give her a, a Buzz Lightyear. So, I mean, you're sort of driving the kid crazy. So are you reinforcing a female stereotypes with the kitchen or being uh, crossing genders with the Buzz Lightyear and uh, the Woody? Well, first of all, you're sexist because you can be a fine chef as a male or a female. So... Um, I don't know what that has. To, the um, the kitchen is a. Um, it's the woman's domain. <laughs> she wasn't barefoot. She had clothes. <laughs> she had she had shoes on. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> By the way, no, no, don't don't send the hate mail. I'm just joking. <clears throat> just joking. Uh, no, but you know, it's actually you funny because um, a daughter, right? You want you want her to sort of experience and to be exposed to everything. So. We got her, um, my sister got her a, a NASA outfit with a helmet and a bodysuit. So she looks like an astronaut. So she could be an astronaut. We got her like a doctor's, um, you know, stuff. Or, uh, but then we get her like playthings. So you nice. sort of want to, you know, show her that, you know, you could be an astronaut if you want to be. Cool. And cool. then, yeah. of course, no matter what you do, she'll spend millions of dollars in, in therapy 40 years from now telling some stranger what a terrible father she had. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty evident. That's pretty he evident. Wouldn't, he wouldn't buy me a Barbie. Why wouldn't he buy me a Barbie? Because so. you wanted to buy the Buzz Lightyear. Okay, so as we record this, as we record this, uh, Damar Hamlin, uh, the Buffalo Bills' uh, safety is uh, still in a critical condition. And... Um, uh, hopefully you're going to be okay, but we have no idea right now where he's at. Um, as we record, did you this, watch it live? Did you watch it live? I did, not, I did not watch it live. No, did you? Yeah, I watched it live, and um, I thought Joe Buck did a great job trying to sort of navigate the unnavigable. Um, you know, I, it's impossible because you didn't know anything. Uh, they kept going to break. They showed it um twice or two times, and then they stopped showing it. It wasn't, it looks, you know, they say he had some type of a cardiac event. It doesn't look like Daryl Stingley where he got hit in the head and he's paralyzed, right? He, he, he got up from the tackle and just keeled over. So I'm, I'm not so sure how much football and the football-related injury had to do with this. 
<laughs> yeah, we got to wait guys for the doctors uh, to say, uh, you know, just what all went down and everything. But it does bring up an interesting question about. Uh, and by the way, I am a football. I am a football fan. But it does bring up an interesting question when you take a look at the, um, uh, you know, the CTE injuries and the concussions, and you mentioned. You know, uh, uh, Daryl and other players that have been paralyzed uh, throughout all of this over the years. Um, it does bring up an interesting point about, you know, are we that much far removed from the Romans uh, who used to go to the Coliseum and, uh, you know, see the gladiators fight, uh, fight to the death? I mean, are we are we that much? Are we that much different than that? It's just now with, you know, billion dollar contracts and uh, TV deals. Well, you know, you actually touch on something because if the person falls down and is paralyzed or injured or, God forbid, this guy ends up dying on the field, oh, my goodness, that's horrific. But if you get an injury in last night's game that creates CTE in your brain and 10 years from now you shoot yourself in the chest, right, because you want to put yourself out of your misery, that doesn't garner any attention, right? Dave Dewerson, who was a football player for the Chicago Bears in the 80s, shot himself in the chest and left a note and said, I must be crazy, please. Uh, I'm shooting myself in the chest to preserve my head to see what's wrong with me, right? Yeah. That happened on the field of play. How come we were not traumatized by that? It's the same thing as last night. It was just delayed. Uh, although, you know, I will say this. I don't think that uh, years ago, and even maybe just even last year, I don't think the uh, NFL stops the game. I think I think that the, the game would have gone on. But uh, the players were in no shape, mind uh, to be playing. Uh, the coaches said. Well, uh, you know, I thought that too, right? I mean, I think the Daryl Stingley game went on to play. There was that Dennis Bird, right, that guy from the New York Jets who got injured. There's a couple of other injuries along the way. But this one was different in that, they performed CPR right there on the field. So in a yeah. sense, he stopped breathing. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't blame the NFL for taking, you know, for sort of putting everyone in the locker room and then waiting and seeing and the delay. You're sort of in uncharted territories. And not to sound callous, um, it was probably the right decision not to play. But now what do you do if you're the NFL? How do you re do you replay this game? Do you? Do you bring the teams back to play? Do you bring the fans in? Do you have TV? Do you do you start it from from where it was? I mean, this has playoff implications. There's millions of dollars riding on this game. H how do you go about figuring it out? Uh, that uh, remains to be seen as we record this. But you know, um, uh, that's uh, the thing is, um, years ago when I was in Kansas City, I knew uh, Tim Grunhard. Tim Grunhard was uh, uh, the uh, Pro Bowl center for the Chiefs. By the way, has a great book out now about uh, the whole process of re rebuilding the Chiefs. Uh, but anyway, so I knew Tim Grunhardt, and one night I ran into him, and he had just come back from a fundraiser for uh, Steve Palermo. You remember Steve Palermo? Steve Palermo yeah, the umpire. was the umpire who tried to break up a, a, a mugging, and he wound up getting shot and paralyzed. Right. Uh, Palermo lived in Kansas City, and Palermo was doing a, um, a fundraiser for spinal injuries. And uh, Grunhardt was at this fundraiser for Spinal Industries. And they were watching a movie or something, and Tim just got up and left. He went over to Steve and said, Steve, I want to write you a check. He says, but I can't watch this. I live with this every Sunday. And you, you don't think about it when you're watching the game about what goes through these players' minds. They're aware. They're right. aware of what could be happening here. They're aware of what uh, you know could happen on, on any given play. 
Yeah. And uh, it, it takes a certain mindset to be able to uh, yeah. get out but, there and do it. But, but, I mean, nobody knows what happened, right? We don't know if, if it was a cause and effect. There was a hockey player here in St. Louis a couple years ago, Jay Bomeister, and he was skated over to the bench and collapsed. He had a he had a cardiac event and never never played again. They had to revive him from the bench. Yeah. So I mean, you had Hank Gathers in the eighties, right? He was making a three throw and fell over and died. Um, so I mean, there there are people who have this had these cardiac events during a game that had nothing to do with the game. It could very well be that he had a that he had an undiagnosed uh, problem yeah. with his heart. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. The play the play didn't look that bad. It just seemed like a regular tackle. Uh, and but- he got and and he got up. He got up and then fell down. But, you know, but again, I'm just, okay, now I'm going to get, going to get philosophical here for a moment, if I may. You're philosophical. Uh, you never know. I mean, any, at, at any given time, what was the, um, uh, who was the, uh, matter of fact, I believe he played for the, uh, for St. Louis back in the day. Um, Conrad Dobler. Yeah. Conrad Dobler. Uh, his wife, 4th of July, his wife is um, laying in a hammock. And uh, she did something out of the hammock. She falls, breaks her neck, quadriplegic. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, and I know it's a cliche, but there's a reason why things like this become a cliche. And that is, uh, you know, you got to just appreciate, you know, every moment, appreciate every day. Well, what about Jeremy Renner? The guy's in some, he's on a snowblowing accident. Like Christmas Eve or something. I mean, yeah, no, it's nuts. But you know what, though? I got to admit. I had no idea who uh, Jeremy Renner was. I had no yes, idea. Did. Yes, huh? you did. Yes, you did. You you, 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 you might not have recognized the name, but once you saw him, then you knew who he was. I don't think so. Really? I, I've never – he was like a big Marvel guy in the Marvel movies, right? Yeah, but he was in the movie um, – he was in the movie American Hustle. He was the mayor from uh, whatever it was, um, Trenton or something with American Hustle. That was a great movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, I did years and years ago with Jennifer Lawrence and um, uh, by the way, by the Bradley way, Cooper. By the way, is there anybody, is there anybody sexier or cooler than Jennifer Lawrence? I just think that she is so hot. Elizabeth Shue. Ah, man, no, you're living it, in the past. Yeah, I am with Elizabeth Shue, and it's wonderful. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you were always a big Elizabeth uh, Shue fan. But um, no, I am the biggest Elizabeth Shue fan. Matter of fact, there is a restraining order, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't do, do, doesn't mean I still can't hope. <laughs> Runs okay, out so, in 2025. <laughs> so I want to ask you about your cousin. For people that don't know, McGraw's cousin and the guy that he grew up with uh, is Jared Moringer, Pulitzer Prize winning author. I wrote the book, uh, The Tender Bar, that they made a movie on Amazon Prime about. That they butchered. Yeah, I know you hated the you hated the movie, but um, but the book, by the way, Tender Bar is just an excellent book, tremendous book. But Jr. just wrote a new book about uh, Prince Harry. Really? He, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, really. He is the ghostwriter uh, behind uh, the Prince Harry book. Um, you you know, mean the new one? The new one? Yeah, the one that just came out. Yes. Oh. Not the Netflix series. No, he had nothing to do with the Netflix series as far not as the, Not the Vogue article on Meghan Markle. He didn't as far as I know, it's just the book. <clears throat> did Did he have anything to do with the Oprah interview when those guys? No, I don't think so. The book. Okay, I just want to make sure I got it right. And I know you're not going to... You're not. I, I know... Okay, I know that you and he have talked about all this, 
But I also know you're not going to tell me any inside dirt because I've tried before. And uh, and you're not going to give me inside dirt on this. But I got to ask you, what is Americans' fascination with the monarchy? Well, I mean, seriously, when all is said and done, why do we give a rat's ass about Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle? Well, first of all, these are my comments and my comments only. They should not be thought of as anybody else's comments, but my comments. You are not speaking and for your cousin. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I don't even think I'm speaking for myself. So that's beside the point. Um, I don't get it. I wish these people well. I know he had a weird life and his mom died and he was a zoo animal and he had to pretend to be something he wasn't. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. We all have issues with our parents. We all have issues with our family and our siblings. I wish him all the best. I don't get it. I remember years ago, you and I were out and it was the night that Princess Diana died. Yeah. And I remember you and I were, were hanging out at Mr. Toad's Bar in the old market here in Omaha. And we were hanging out there and it was on TV. And like everybody just like glued to the TV, fixated on it. You know, like women were crying and shit. And it was like, why? I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, she was a beautiful yeah. woman. I'm, I'm sorry she died. A tragedy. I'm, I feel bad. I don't. When the queen died, when the queen died a couple months ago, right? I, I cracked a mic. I'm sorry this woman died. She seemed like a lovely woman, you know? And then I was like, but I don't, I don't get the, and people were upset with, with, with me because she so was so revered. And I was like, she has 17 people to choose which hat she wears on a Tuesday. I'm sorry. There are greater injustices in the world we can talk about. Yeah. And she yeah. was 90 something years old and we're shocked that a 90 year old woman died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and, and I, people may have forgotten this, but we at one time fought a war to get away from uh, the monarchy. I don't know if people remember that or not, but maybe before your time. But well, um, not only not only that, you know, with all due respect to the current monarchy, their ancestors weren't that nice to my ancestors. So I'm not so sure I want to be friends with them. I mean, uh, you know, they. They haven't apologized to all the injustices they did to the Irish, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. And, well, if, and your again, ancestors, if your ancestors are anything like you, I can't say I blame them. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, there's, there's a, I have a dear, dear, dear friend who, when the Queen died, they hopped on a plane to London to be part of the festivities because they had to be part of the procession. And I, I, I don't get it. And they've tried to explain it to me that don't you understand? And no, I don't. I don't I don't get it. And that's that's no disrespect to this guy. I wish him well. He's an American now. Right. You come over here. You 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 leave your past behind. You know, it's like coming to America. Right. He's he, he was a prince in a far off land. Well, now run a Burger King. And, you know, I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I wish him well, but, you know, you're an American and it is, you know, what have you done for me lately? Stop talking about it and do something. But I guess, but I guess, so that's like anything else, though. I mean, there are people that can't understand why anybody would care about, uh, let's say, a Tiger Woods or care about a Peyton Manning or care about, you know, any rock star of Madonna or a, a Taylor Swift or anything like that. Okay, but, but, but except that Peyton Manning's won a couple Super Bowls. Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer of his generation. 
Madonna's got great musical hits, right? These these people have done something to be accomplished, to be curious about, oh, who is Madonna dating now, right? This guy has done nothing other than what? I don't know. What has he done? He won the Lucky Sperm Club. Right. I mean, I don't I don't get it. He's he's a he's a he's a zoo animal. Right. He was he was put in a cage for the enjoyment of the British subjects. That was his role was to play the spare. So I don't I I kind of feel bad for him that he's been this caged animal and now he's free and he's no, you know. he's not free. He's still the caged animal. He just doesn't have to play by the uh, the uh, rules oh, of the monarchy. But I mean, he's still a caged animal. My God, you know, as he's on his book tour and as he's on his uh, Netflix special. Well, no, he's, he's not a he's caged animal. No, saying, no, 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 no. I really, no, want, to, a... I really want to make things up with my dad, and my brother. Well, no, he's not a caged animal anymore. He's a free animal that was raised in captivity. So. You know, you and I have taken the slings and arrows of being rejected and failed and not having two nickels to rub together. And, you know, all the things we have to the trials and tribulations. Right. We weren't born with silver spoons in our mouth. He was born with a silver crown in his mouth. I mean, right. I mean, he, he, he just doesn't he just doesn't have the same life experiences as you and me. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> that may be the understatement of the century. <laughs> no, right? I mean, I don't. I, I, I again, I, I wish him well. Uh, you know, but, but I mean, you know what? You bring up an excellent point. An excellent point, though. We automatically assume that because the guy is royalty, he's got you know all the money in the world. He's married to a beautiful woman. You know, we assume that you know, hey, my guy, what the life he must have? He must have no problems. But no matter where you are, you know, everybody's got their own their own issues to deal with. Everybody's got. Uh, their problems. I mean, I'll go and uh, talk about uh, the uh, dancer on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Twitch. By all accounts, he was just a happy-go-lucky guy, and then he goes and commits suicide. So you never know what people are dealing with. So I guess, you know, to sort of take this into a broader perspective, you know, it doesn't hurt to be nice to folks. It doesn't hurt to try to be kind. You know, it doesn't hurt to just smile once in a while at somebody and hold the door well, for them because you never know what they're the going through. It's the ultimate in reality show, right? I mean, my sisters love Sister Wives, which I don't get. They were in town for the holidays, and I watched with them Sister Wives. Have you seen this show? I know I have, I know what it's about. I know it's about uh, polygamy, and I know that uh, at least years ago, my niece was really into it. I don't know if she. I don't get. I mean, these these women are really smart. They're college educated, and they are just cannot get enough of this Sister Wives show. And I'm like, I'm like, it's so awful. Why they're interested in this guy, I have no idea. But it's sort of like the Royals, right? It's sort of the intrigue, the the Kate Middleton versus Meghan Markle and the brothers and the father. And the, I, I don't I mean, I don't get it just like I don't get sister wives. I mean, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I, I get Todd, Tom Brady and G Giselle Bunchen, I guess. But I, I don't get all this stuff. And. And on that note, how come politicians want to take a Toni Morrison book out of the library, but don't complain about a TV show that is popularizing polygamy? How come well, that is the downfall of Western civilization? First of all, whatever the, and it's primarily the conservatives, 
Whenever conservatives want to boycott something or ban something, all it does is make it more popular. I mean, do you have any idea how many uh, Marilyn Manson albums the far right sold? Any idea? I mean, the whole the classic story is married with the children. There was some woman in Michigan who uh, raised the holy stink about married with children, which was sort of on the verge of being canceled anyway. And all this attention she gave it because she was so outraged about you know, this filth on TV, everybody wants to watch and say, hey, what is this filth on TV? And they said, hey, this filth is pretty funny. And then the show goes on for like, you know, how many years after the fact uh, because of the complaints of some people that just wanted to prevent other people from seeing something that they didn't like. Can you imagine married with children was too far for some people? Uh, Yeah. But yeah. the insurrection was fine. Okay, but here's a problem, though. Here's a problem that we have with, just in general, we all, and we all do it. We try to lump people together. I mean, just because somebody may have been against married with children doesn't mean that they also thought the insurrection was fine. Okay, you know, but we put, oh, they're conservatives, so they're all over there, or they're liberals, so they're all over there. And people aren't that way. The real, real world people are not that way. I, I get that there's two different worlds, but it is interesting how some people were upset with married with children. And today, some people don't care about, you know, taking an American flag and beating up a, a police officer to overthrow the government on the steps of the Capitol. Speaking of which, let me read, let me read to you a, uh, a message I got this morning. From? From one of, my, one of, my, one of my faithful viewers on Fox 42, mm. right? You suck. So sick of hearing you trash Trump. He was so much better than your POS President Biden, hence Obama. At least Trump kept pipelines open, no war, little inflation. He, hell, he could even ride a bike and walk up steps. My skin crawls every time I see you on Fox 42. I've asked 42 to cancel you repeatedly. You and your views suck. How would you respond to that? Well, first, I would say, Mom, put the phone down. <laughs> Mom, you're not helping. Um, I would, um, I'd respond, I don't know. I, I, think... just, I just wrote back, I just wrote back, I said, and a happy new year to you too, Judy. <laughs> I love these people. <laughs> <laughs> so insane. The, the world's gone mad. I, yeah. Can we talk about Kevin McCarthy real quick? Oh, yeah. Again, as we record this, Kevin McCarthy is still fighting for his life to be the speaker. But it, it ain't looking like it's going to happen. Did you see his mentor? Did you see the guy who mentored him come out and said that nobody likes him? He's a liar. No one trusts a word he can say. His, the guy's mentor from California came out and said this like last week. I, 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 don't, that, yeah. I don't think I don't think because it's so weird that these five MAGA people cannot wrap their arms around Kevin McCarthy plus these other nine. I think they just don't like him. They don't like him and they don't trust him. And I'm sure he told them one thing and did another. And so I don't think, and I don't, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with policy. I just think they don't like the guy. Well, that's part of it. But also, also I've got uh, Don Bacon, our congressman here in uh, the second district here in Nebraska, Don Bacon, who's been getting a lot of national publicity here lately is working with the middle to try to make sure that the Marjorie Taylor Greens of Congress don't hijack it. 
And so, you know, he's trying to get somebody in. Bacon has said, Bacon has said that he will, uh, as long as McCarthy is fighting for the job, he will support McCarthy. But the second McCarthy's out, you know, he'll work with the Democrats to try to uh, uh, bring people on board. You know, well, how, come Kevin McCar- how come Kevin McCarthy can't go and get five blue dog Democrats? That's, what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Why, why, why wouldn't McCarthy go and do that? Yeah, I wouldn't go and try to, you know, matter of fact, that would be that would be the best thing in the world to go and say, hey, look, I want to try to stop all this partisanship. I know I've been a part of this partisanship. I know that, you know, a lot of Democrats don't like me and that, but I want to, you know, let's see if we can make this happen. I mean, you would rather lose the speakership than cut a deal with the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, in the meantime, he would rather go and then kowtow to the far right, the extremists here, the the Freedom Caucus. He would rather kowtow to them to the point where uh, they could fire him on a whim, just so he can say that he was the speaker. Yeah, it doesn't. It's so weird. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And you know, John Boehner ran out screaming. Uh, Paul Ryan ran out screaming, right? I mean, he was supposed to be Speaker of the House after after Boehner, and they, nobody wanted him then. Yeah. So they had to, you know settle on Paul Ryan and Paul Ryan ran out screaming. So I don't, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I can't believe they can't find somebody to govern the party. It's, it's kind of a clown show and I can't believe that they're just going to keep voting. I mean, I don't, nobody knows how this is going to turn out. When was the last time they took a vote in the house of representatives and didn't know how it was going to end? Um, yeah, well, that's, uh, <laughs> That, that, that's what the whips are for to make sure they know how it's going to end. Right. Well, and yeah. not only that, now apparently you can't, nobody can be sworn in as a congressman until you have a Speaker of the House. So these people are voting for a Speaker of the House before they're sworn in. So nothing can get done until you find a Speaker of the House. And this is how we run a country. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, you know, in the meantime, in the meantime, we got uh, here in Nebraska Senator Ben Sass. Who um he's gone. Uh, he's gone. Yeah, he's given his uh, you know, his, his farewell address, had an article written in the Wall Street Journal, and he says, you know, we're not it's not Republicans versus Democrats, it's pluralist versus the zealots. And and he's right in that regard, but then what does he do? He leaves the Senate. You know, he leaves the Senate, you know, instead of trying to fight it and fix it from within. And, and it's like, yeah, well, you, you know, yeah, all talk and no action, you know, talk is cheap. You know, I mean, if he sees what's happening in D.C. and he's in D.C. and he's, you know, got some seniority there. I mean, my God, try to do something to fix it. Well, but now I, he's running off I, to be I, president of uh, the University of Florida. Well, I think anybody who gets into Washington and is not in power. Right. It must be a miserable job because you're right. Talk about nothing to do. You Nothing you can get past you can't work with anybody because you're not allowed to um it's a miserable existence so i could see him wanting to do something else i mean he's a young man i could see him wanting to do something else because well, if that's not the place to go to to change the world but there'd be such, such a thing as a profile in courage of saying okay look i'm going to be a leader and i'm going to try to change things here and try to make this better instead of uh, an occasional soundbite where he talks about the jackassery of the Senate, you know, he could do something to try to change it. Well, that's why the book Profile and Courage, written by a Nebraskan, is short. 
that's right. Although it was about uh, JFK, uh, it was written by what was it? Ted? Um... No, it was written by JFK. JFK was on a Nebraska. Well, the rumors are that Ted Sorensen ghost wrote it for him. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But Ted Sorensen was his speechwriter. Yeah, from Nebraska. From Nebraska. From Nebraska. All right. Uh, anything else? So uh, was Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was from Nebraska. I don't know if you I'm, that. I'm well aware of that. Thank you. Tom Becker is in the Benson Hall of Fame. I don't know if you know that. In the Benson High School Hall of Fame. I am in the Benson High School Hall of Fame for generations now, for, oh, geez, at least a good 20 years. Uh, high school students at Benson have walked by my picture and said, who the hell's that? <laughs> Maybe someday I can be that obscure. <laughs> Look, yeah, I mean, because the picture is about 20 years old now. Do you remember how old, when you're in high school, how old an adult looked if they were like, you know, an adult and the picture was 20 years old? I mean, my God, to those high school kids, it's like, I'm ancient. Oh, uh, well, my high school coach, my high school basketball coach had to have been maybe 40. And I thought he was like an old man. Yeah. I mean, I was like, you're, you're just old. I just, you know, just it's your, your point of reference is so skewed in high school. Oh yeah. No, I know. Well, when you're young, it's like, everybody is, you know, everybody's right. old. Right. If you're not 18, you're old, right? You, uh -huh. you, you, you could have had a teacher who was 21 and that teacher would be old. <laughs> it's just, it was, it was 18 and then old. If you weren't 18 or younger, you were old. Remember the first time like you ran into a, an old teacher in a bar or something and you and you realized, oh my God, they're like human. <laughs> no. I never I never ran into an old teacher at a bar. No, oh, I find that hard to believe. I yeah. find that hard to believe. All right. Anything else uh going on? Uh what's your movie of the year? My movie of the year. What's your sleeper movie of the year? I liked the Fablemans. I did like that. I mean, that I was. I watched that. That was okay. Yeah, it was okay. But my sleeper movie. I, you know what? I really wanted to like the uh, Whitney Houston movie more than I did. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. I really wanted to like that more than I did. I mean, I think that she did a good job acting as Whitney, but the rest of the plot and the 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 script sort of fell flat with me. Did you see uh, the movie Banshee of the Insharen? No. Terrible. It's awful. Okay, well, good. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't mention it's that. winning. It's winning all the uh, Golden Globe nominations. Everyone's it's on the bestseller list. Everybody loves it. It's terrible. I got a sleeper movie for you. Huh. I've been talking about this movie since the summer, and no one's ever heard of it. And it's now showing up on a couple of season-ending best movie lists. And it is a, it's a, it's a action thrill ride seeker type movie, which I don't normally don't like. You need oh, to so go Top watch. Gun. Top Gun, yeah. Top one, well, no, no. Top Gun was great. Top Top Gun. <laughs> everyone saw Top Gun. The movie called Fall. Have you heard about this? This movie called Fall. No. It's a story. Uh, it's a not a true story. It's a story of these two girls who are mountain climbers, and they get a great idea that they want to climb a two thousand foot abandoned television tower straight up, and lo and behold, they get to the top, and they get stuck. <laughs> It's fantastic. It is you're you're watching it with you know between your fingers. You're like, oh my god, don't do that. Oh no, oh my goodness, what are they doing? It's one of those types of movies. It's it's great. <laughs> uh, so I uh, spoiler alert. Uh, do they fall? 
uh, tune in and find out. Pay your three ninety nine and find out. Is it? Yeah, I imagine it's probably available on Amazon, huh? Yeah, it's on. I saw it on uh, Apple TV. I think for three ninety nine. I I rented it for three ninety nine or something. You know, um, I will say this: the sleeper movie of the year was um, the Weird Al Yankovic story. There's that. Oh, man. I still haven't seen that. Oh man, you got to see that. And it's so bad, it is good. I know. I know you are a fan of like really bad. You know, like made-for-TV movie sort of thing. Everybody is. Everybody. Oh, yeah, this one is so bad you can't take your eyes off. It, it, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've heard it's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, it is. It, 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 it's it's very good. So yeah, check that one out. All right, my friend. Well, I think I'm through with you for today. I think we pretty much solved all the problems of the world. If the world just listened to us, wouldn't wouldn't it be a much better place? You know, it's a, it's a burden we bear to be right about everything. Hey, you know what? We're just saying. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. A Huda Media Production.